when you hear Kope, the Japanese Bjork, it's time, it's time for the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. It's high noon here at the studio and other places in California. I am not as high as I'd like to be, uh, but that's okay. I think that I will manifest those thoughts into action soon when Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, my amazing co-host, arrives. Uh, hey, thanks for tuning in to the AltaCast. It is Wednesday, July 26th. Just to timestamp it for you, date it, so you can log it away or whatever's happening in your life. Well, we have, as always, the news with a socialist bent from Gnarl Pro-Choice America and Drug Policy Alliance. Harm reduction is the key. Harm reduction for you and me, everyone. Also, healthcare stuff we're going to talk about today. And remember that stupid movie from, oh, I don't know, it was like 2000 or something. Let's find out exactly when it was. 2006. The Secret. Okay, so <laughs> because Netflix shapes my life and uh, everyone else's along with it, I watched The Secret. And I have to tell you, I don't know if it's a load of crap. You look, geez, always so great. Beyonce here in the studio again. Beyonce's cousin. Beyonce's cousin. The. Yeah, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, win. Yes, keeping it true, keeping it real. Uh, looking like a champion today. This is very... I wanted to be pretty for tonight. Oh, that's so nice. I realized after I left the house that I'm wearing a Pirate Cat Radio t-shirt. <laughs> and I was trying to, I was trying to find a mutiny t-shirt, but they were all dirty. And I was thinking, well... Should I wear a dirty t-shirt and smell funny, or should I just... So I figured I'm I, I'm sure I can wear a... I have a mutiny t-shirt in the, that room over there. I was going to auction it off, but now I'm like, I'll just wear like, it. No, I, that's my outfit. Where's my outfit? <laughs> so I watched The Secret last night and, and into this morning because it's on Netflix, and as we all know, Netflix shapes all of our existences now. <laughs> all of our media is... You know, here's the funny thing about Netflix is that they have a lot of movies that I never see because they're tailoring it to mine and Jonathan's choices. You can search for all kinds of things that are out there that I didn't I didn't even know that are out there, but it's because they just keep refining the your, the search to what they think you want because there's so much on the system. Like Sausage Party? Oh god. <laughs> no, that one's disappeared from my feed. We gave it like a 0%. We gave it like zero stars. Like negative stars. <laughs> awful, awful. Just I mean, all movies like that though teach me is that I am infinitely smarter than the majority of people who are imbibing it which makes me feel like a dick like i'm such a dilettante sitting up here going like with my big words and saying sausage party was as dumb as fuck and then <laughs> all the people that are dumb as fuck are like we thought it was great you know mostly like junior high boys which i don't even think that movie's appropriate for them at all and in the opening sequence when they choose 
not to rhyme at that they choose not to use end rhyme and instead just saying fuck i mean i could go off i i'm not gonna go off on sausage party like i always do i'm giving them way too much credit please don't watch it please take it off netflix every time that movie pops up i think of you oh thank you that's so nice but you're absolutely right about netflix like i was telling you last week about the documentary I watched. Right. What the hell? What the hell? Oh my God. I've been feeling like going vegan since I watched that. I can't, bless you, I can't do, uh, I haven't been able to eat the chicken out of the chicken salad from the Safeway. The, the, the special Asian chicken salad. And I used to love the chicken. And now I'm like, I just can't, I don't know yeah. what, if it's, I don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat chicken anymore. I've been, like, I used to love, I've just been kind of going to more fish, I guess, because yeah. I just don't, I haven't been craving. I haven't wanted chicken wings at Bender's, which is crazy because I'm like, oh, I'm eating little chickens, these poor chickens. Yeah, it, it's so funny. Like something like that could, you know, you know, you're not supposed to believe everything you see, but the fact of the matter is, like, with this documentary and it, the, the, how it follows up on things, mm-hmm. it, it totally makes sense. With all those websites, so basically, the the gist of the entire movie is that meat is a carcinogen, and we're giving ourselves cancers and sicknesses because of the amount of meat and how we've changed our American diets and actually the diets of what humans should be eating. Right. We eat. We sh- if we don't need to have meat protein, but if we do. It, the way it was like, you know, meant to be was that if I want a chicken, I raise a chicken and I murder the chicken and I eat it. You know what I mean? Right. But that's so different because when our hands are on the food and our hands are on the death cycle, I, I think that we wouldn't eat as much meat if it was like we had to raise it it's and a kill process. it. It's a process too, and the fact that oh, and they talked about dairy and it's oh about dairy fish. oh yeah yeah well the aquaculture and the farming of the fish and they're giving the fish like corn now everything's on corn. It, now here's the thing, the world is falling apart. How are we now? We've it only happened in the past fifty, a hundred years that we've completely industrialized, and I, I'm going to say fifty years that we've completely industrialized our food sources, and we've taken it out of our own like hands and we've given it to these this corporation right and we're letting them feed us and it's so insidious because it's everywhere yeah our our grocery stores there was that one part where they said if someone from 1908 uh if someone from 1908 walked into a grocery store they would freak out because they would be like what is all what are these boxes of things like you know it was patties in a box right well but bins like I mean it was like you'd have a bin of flour and a bin of salt and you'd buy it by weight and the beans and the stuff and now you look at it and canned food aisle the cereal aisle it's the frozen uh, meat uh, aisle the frozen yeah the frozen the gross like how did we make people get excited about TV dinners when I was a child because I never got them it was a treat you know? I, yeah, my mother would never buy them either, just because she was like, that shit's nasty. Um, she would actually cook. Right. Um, but it became a thing in the 50s because it became easier, what have you, just put it in. But what are we doing with our lives that we need that much time back? Like, it, yeah, we're not churning butter anymore, which takes hours and hours of time. 
Well, I mean, here's 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 also the issue. A lot of people don't know how to cook now because right. of the fact of like, well, I could just throw this the microwave. Oh yeah. Um, the TV the dinners. I don't own a microwave, by the way. You shouldn't. And I've not had one in years. They have. They did a study. A Japanese doctor guy. You can see it on the YouTube. Did a study and he microwaved water and fed it to plants and it killed the plants. Killed the plants. Killed the plants. Yeah. What? And we. It is. A, I, love, I, I mean, I do love my microwave, though. I learned a hack. This is a great hack for... So there's two ways to rewarm pizza. The real great way is if you do it in a pan and you cover it with a lid and you basically make your own little oven because it's going to crisp up the bottom again and it's going to melt the cheese and it's going to be great. It takes a little longer, but if you're going to do it in the microwave, put a glass of water in with your pizza, like a small, like a half glass of tumbler of water because when that starts evaporating it helps melt the cheese Jeez. and it doesn't get it all weird I used to do that but I, I guess you could do both you could first microwave it for like a minute just to nuke it with the water and then stick it in the pan when it gets hot and then crisp up the bottom yeah. it would be a, it'd be a two-minute two-step process I remember my mother she's the one that taught me about putting the water in the microwave thing and I I when we had a microwave when I was a kid, that's something that we would do because it'll make your food taste better or what have you. Yeah, and if you're reheating with fries, the water. Oh. you know, that also helps. I don't know, I don't but know. I, I don't own a microwave. I don't believe in putting meats in the microwave to cook. I haven't eaten meat. Why would you put meat in a microwave to cook? That's so weird. It's so weird. Everything is microwavable. Oof, you know, oof. I think they should have talked about that in the documentary. But I, I did see the bias, though, in the documentary. Of, you know, they didn't say it in What the Health. They basically had people saying, you know, now I have a vegan diet or right. what have you. Right. So that was basically, you know, the whole synopsis of the story go vegan go vegan because I it'll can't. save your life yeah well I, and I can't I can't go vegan I mean well the, the thing that keeps sticking with me is that the egg thing they said that when you eat an egg it's basically everything that a baby chicken needs to become a chicken for 27 days later or whatever and we just eat them willy-nilly now I I, I love eggs I, but here's the thing so I try to get my eggs from um at the farmer's market on Sundays, the heart of the heart of the Tenderloin Farmer's Market. It's super rad. Uh, and once a month, if you bring your EBT card, they give you an extra $6 when you give them $5. So you give them, you zip $5 and they give you 11 once a month. So they, they give you extra tokens at the farmer's market. Anyways, uh, they have eggs there that are from Happy Happy Chickens. And they're like, I'm like, these eggs are, my cat loves the eggs, I love these eggs. They're great eggs because the chickens are super happy and they're, they're like free range, free range grain fed. They're like friendly. They're like people that are doing chickens right now. And that's the thing. If you're doing chickens right, I ain't got no problem with the chickens. I'll eat their eggs and maybe it is too much fat or whatever. Protein, but see, this is the decision, you know, they were talking about dairy as well. And the seafood thing, see that? They were talking about the levels of mercury right. in a lot of the seafood. Right. I can give up meat, but the seafood thing is really hard because I really need... I I don't know. I love fish, basically. I love fish, too. You fish know? is great. Yeah. And dairy is something... When I cook with certain things, I need maybe an egg. Or right, right, right. I use almond milk anyway, so I don't wow. really do 
dairy. I add sour cream to everything. Yeah, I use cream cheese. I use a lactose-free cream cheese, which is still made from a cow. I don't know how they did it, but I buy it. It's, it's, it's expensive, but I'm slightly lactose, so that's why I have to get it. Right, right. Um, so I still cook with those things. So having a vegan diet to me is very it's expensive, number one. It isn't, though. It isn't? Because vegetables are, well, fruit is expensive right now, but vegetables are cheap. But when I'm talking about, Beets, like, if I grains, bread. Oh, bread. I mean, but if you're... If you're that nuts, you know, then you gotta, you, you're like making your own bread or whatever. And um, barley is cheap. All the grains they eat, all the beans, it's all really cheap. But fruit is expensive. And that's just the way it is. I don't know. And almonds, nuts. That's the thing is, if you're vegan, you gotta eat a lot of nuts. Just because they're, but they're great and they can become other things. And you can, but they're expensive too. Yeah. So you're right. It is, although, no, nut protein is way more expensive than meat protein because when I was down there, the almonds were $3 for a quarter pound, which means they're $12 a pound, which is more expensive than... So I got sashimi-grade ahi tuna from the fish guys there, and it was $7 a pound. That I couldn't pass good. it up. And the, the oh, um, that truck. From the truck. truck. Yeah, yeah, and I got fresh salmon, and it was $8 a pound. So I was just like... I'd love to get my seafood from that mm, place. It's so cheap, though, because yeah. I was at Costco yesterday, and it was like thirteen ninety nine a pound for certain meats, and their, even their salmon was like eight ninety nine a pound, and I'm like, that's not that great of a deal. No, it's not, and especially like in the meat department. You know, the thing is that it's so much meat <laughs> in a big ass. It's a huge. Cyber it was. Phone. It's a huge half. Like that, you you can only buy half a big fish too, and it's still at eight ninety nine a pound. I'm like, where's the deal right, for buying so much? Because. That's the other thing is I can't even, I just sort of waltzed around Costco. I bought that new thing, the Job Rocker Max. It's to plug a microphone into for the for tonight, for the raffle, and for noise pop and all those kinds of things. So that we have a microphone, we can move around 50-hour battery. Okay, anyway, so I'm there, and I'm walking around with my ice cream that I bought from them. And, you know, I'm looking at all the, and it's, it's not that great at deals. And I don't understand how people are consuming that much food without it going bad. It, yeah. I couldn't do it. There's no point in me buying that much fish. I mean, I wouldn't want to chop it up and freeze it and use it later because I'd rather just buy it fresh every day. I mean, unless you're having a family reunion. Right, exactly. And you like to buy that, all that. And even their standing rib roast that they had was like $17.99 a pound. I'm like, how is this a deal? It's like $80 for a chunk of meat. It's insane to me. And the thing is, that sounds really repulsive, by the way. Yeah. Like, I'm, just all in your belly. Because, you know, beef doesn't decompose. I think it takes a month. Oh, my God. Well, we poop it out. You poop it out before then you poop out undigested beef. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I almost ate a piece of steak last night. See, I mean, and I like, I like meat. But I do agree with... Okay, so yes, that... that documentary was very biased towards a vegan lifestyle but as long as we become more aware of what's happening and we aren't just blindly eating like i've been trying to get jonathan he eats so much fast food and he goes well it's just because what the guys i know he's like it's just what the guys are eating at work or whatever Fuck and that. i'm like bring a salad i'm a jonathan i'm gonna yell at you right now on the air stop eating that stop garbage eating it. it's going to catch up to you boy i know and he's like and it's so funny because we've both we've both been 
we're both five I mean we have lovely bodies and he's an amazing human being and I love him so much but we both have gained like five pounds and uh-huh. he's never that's like never happened to him like he's always just been like completely slender and it's because of the shitty food he eats at lunchtime. Now, for me, it's because of the beer. It's because I've been drinking copious IPAs. And now I'm 42, and it's just, they're my, I have five pounds of IPA. And, it's, and I, I, I shouldn't berate myself about it, but after watching The Secret this morning, I was like, okay, so I'm going to imagine me five pounds thinner. But the easy way to do it, I really don't have to do anything except... I have to engage my core like all the time. Like right now, I'm thinking about it. All right, so I would like to lose. I am visualizing myself not having this new piece of fat on my body. I see it. I feel it. It's not there anymore. I'm visualizing that. And as I'm doing that, like I'm tensing my core. So here's the thing. I can work out my core whenever I want on the bus or whatever. It's just about me and my discipline and being able to do it. I don't have to sit on the ground and do sit-ups and hurt myself and sweat. No, I can just engage my core and it's going to tighten those muscles. And I see myself in a month back to the way I looked when I was skateboarding. Why when I was skateboarding? What was that? Well, it was constantly dealing with balance and engaging my core and that's so that's all I have to do you said balance balance yeah well balance helps things and that's one of the reasons I've actually tried to cut down on my drinking myself because of the balance I feel like I'm getting a little bit uneven by drinking more and my body didn't feel right and and I run like three four times a week damn I I am that crazy person that does setups (laughs) but you know, my body kind of talks to me. It lets me know. It's just like, you're not feeling yourself, and you know why. So it's not like in, I'm in denial. Me and my body have a conversation. Yeah. We, <laughs> we talk. Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I know, I keep thinking, why do I feel crappy on Wednesdays? And it's because I drink so heavily on Tuesdays. Well, why do I drink so heavily on Tuesdays? Because I get paid in beer. It's so, so last night, aspect. But last night, I was doing a show at Bear Bottle Brewing. Go to them on one oh, two Cortland. 1525 Cortland at the very bottom there, right by the right by the freeway. Awesome brewery. Um, awesome brewery. Such tasty beers. And they have a new comedy show there once a month. And I got paid in beer. So, I mean, hell yeah, I was drinking beer. And the bummer is, I'm such a dummy. Like, I, I manifest all these things. Of course, I got drunk off three beers because A, they were IPAs. And B, I didn't eat anything. So, I just I just manifest my crappy feelings the, the next day. I, the secret is, ugh. It's, I'm not going to say it's changed me, but... It's put a fire into your ass. Well, it's just... And a lot of it was like, I didn't agree with it about like visualizing money and money, money, money. And, and I don't, money isn't, that's the thing is that for my secret, money isn't what I'm after. So yeah. sustainability I'm after, but not, so money for sustainability. But I don't want, I, I've never been after like things and stuff. Dollar. I'm not, that doesn't. More money, more problems. I honestly believe it. Like the more money you have, the more problems there are, and it's. Well, you kind of you grew up with it, right? You know, with money and stressed about it and worrying all the time and all of the yeah, all of the stress and you know. I I just want to be comfortable, and I think that what it boils down to, even with my body, like I just want to be comfortable. Like I don't need to have the perfect body. I would like to be in shape. I don't need to be wealthy. I just want to be comfortable. Right. Right. Because you're right, more money, more problems. I don't uh, know my cousin's calling me for money. Fuck that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't have, I just, I, 
have trouble with money because it's hard for me to conceptualize its place in my life. Like, if I made, because I just don't, I make so little money that I just, and I'm not just surviving. I mean, I had a lot of fun last night. It's just, you know. Well, we're going to also have fun tonight, too. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can hang through because I'm still, I'm like kind of hungover now. I've got my coffee here and I should be drinking it. But yes, tonight from 9 to midnight is the Summer of Love Dance Party, uh, House of Pride. Tweeka Turner has put together a fundraiser for Mutiny Radio at Asiento tonight. We're going to have a raffle. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what we're going to be raffling. We'll see what happens. It'll we be have, cool. We have a piece of art. We have a $50 gift certificate to Asiento. Um, Trina Roderick, was. she texted me this morning and she goes, how about two nights at my Airbnb? I'm like, holy oh. fuck. That's like a really great thing because if your parents come to visit, like... Or it's something. a beautiful spot. By yeah, the way, it's right, right the by park. the right by the park. I mean, geez, if I win it, I'll take it. I'll hang out at her house. There's for a nobody weekend. sleeping outside your stoop there either. So yeah, it's really right. nice. It's well policed. Yeah, <laughs> but the the park is right there. It's gorgeous. Um, so that's one of the, that's like that's like a big, huge, cool gift. Um, we got some cool T-shirts. You, you know, never know. You never know. Um, It'll be so a gay old time. It's gonna be a gay old time. It'll be a gay old time. Yeah. <laughs> So come to Asiento tonight. We get ten uh, percent of the bar too. Hey, so, so I know where my tip money's probably gonna be going. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I just figure I'm like I'm a drink for a cause. Uh, but I mean, yay, more drinking. I just I feel terrible. I don't I don't want to keep drinking, but it's these events. It's these it's, events. It's, I mean, honestly, drink. that's why I've been trying to stay in the house because of the fact of like socializing involves having a glass of wine having a beer you gotta have something in your hand it's almost like that cigarette thing it could be I mean but you know it could be sparkle water I could just ask for water and I did it for a while I was sober for like a week or something and I just drank a lot of water I hung out I was still at Bender's hanging out I just drank water instead smoked an enormous amount of marijuana that helps I have a feeling I will, I will be drinking tonight. Yeah, I know. I will, too. And then tomorrow is... Someone gave me a thing. Kate, uh, one of my artist friends, has something going on, on on Thursday, which I might or might not go to because I've got brainwashed. But then Friday, here, we have Making Feminism Great Again. Yay. So that's going to be a really fun show, and I hope that people come out come for that. And this is a really crazy weekend for me because I'm babysitting the whole weekend. So I leave here. So Friday's actually, this is kind of like my last huzzah, but because I have to be sober all weekend. But so Friday night at 10 o'clock is when I start. So I'm not going to like drink on Friday. Uh, So I leave here and then I go spend the night at the house, wake up in the morning, hang out all day Saturday. But Sunday I'm super excited for because the San Francisco Ballet is performing at Stern Grove. Oh, that's going to be lovely. Yeah. So I'm taking the small child because she likes, she's really good at ice skating. And so I was like, come on, ballet is awesome. So the parents are gone for the weekend? They're gone for the weekend, yeah. They're making romance? I think, I hope so. I hope so. That the parents get away. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And I'm going to make a lot of money, which is like, which is good. So and you won't be drinking, and so I won't be drinking. So she'll flush out her liver. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what I've I've realized is that, well, that, that's we don't want to. See, they, you're not. See, you're not an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic because I'm not going to drink at all this week. Exactly. And, um, and I've never. I mean, 
alcohol is one of those things where I really don't, I don't think that it, right now it's not negatively impacting my life in any way. I, I, there was a time, you know, years ago where I was irresponsibly, you know, getting like blackout drunk and I mean, doing crazy yeah. shit, like having sex in a garage, on a garage door, like on 19th street, <laughs> on the way home from vendors, I had sex with a person on the street, like a prostitute, right? And it was so funny because it was right in front of, um, Shotwell street. And <laughs> it's, like that's just story. so funny because the prostitutes are on Shotwell street. <laughs> really? That's one of the places they hang out between 19th and 20th, between 19th and 21st on Shotwell is, um, there are many, many ladies of the night. And I, I did, I mean, I was an irresponsible drunk in my early 30s. Like, I would say from 32 to 35, I was, I was making, cho I was making choices. Drunk, blackout Pam was making choices that sober Pam, that hungover Pam had to deal with. And it was hard. Pam like, was on the edge. I was very, I was drinking whiskey. I was drinking a lot of Oof. whiskey. And because I was, I had this idea in my early 30s that whiskey is cool and that you can't be a poet or a writer unless you're super drunk you know yeah. like that all the best writers have been super drunks therefore I'm gonna be a super drunk and emulate Bukowski I want to be the female I was like Good I'm Lord. the female Bukowski meets Hunter S. Thompson Fucking kind of yeah hardcore, that was man. I was hardcore I was hardcore Bukowski yeah I know I was hardcore <laughs> into drinking and you know and drugging and now, now I'm not this as This was crazy. after your divorce, though. This is one of the things I would say that sort of prompted my divorce. Not that I was, I was drinking a lot of whiskey then, but I, and I was making bad decisions, but I wasn't. The decisions were actually, the reason my ex-husband got really mad one day is that my friend Megan and I stayed up really late drinking whiskey and having a grand old time. And he was at work because he was an emergency veterinarian and she was sleeping in the bed with me and nothing was happening or anything. And he got home in the morning at like 8.30 from his all night shift and he was pissed because she was sleeping in the bed. And I was like, it's a queen bed, get in between us, what's the problem? Hey. And he was like really upset and he was feeling really threatened and uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, and you know what I yeah, I'm like, get in the middle. He's like, came home from work and I just want to go to bed and you and me are in the bed. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, you were at work. What do you want? You're being too soft about that. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> was. it was kind of the... But I was, I was going out a lot and I was drinking a lot. And it was before the DUI. So I was, I mean, I was drinking a lot. You're like, yeah, let's yeah. do this. And I was, I was... I was a freight train going down a track and uh, the, the DUI didn't necessarily stop it. It just stopped me driving. <laughs> but I still was drinking a lot. And so when I look back now, I'm like, wow, I really don't, I really don't drink that much. But I had three IPAs last night and uh, well, let me, actually four because we had one at Bender's before we left. So I had four IPAs last night and I feel yucky today. I don't feel good. So, but that's the thing is it's like, four IPAs that's not that bad like I used to drink like nine shots of whiskey you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. I, I got you like I trust me my whole days were because I was drinking and drugging mm -hmm. and thank god I would never became someone's victim right <laughs> that's right. all I have no, to say I like, am also very lucky wait that's true so I've I, I've never been a victim like that 
nor and I was saved once from college when someone was trying to rape me and this guy came upstairs he's like no not the to frat Pam boy party. the frat boy party in Rosarito uh, so but I haven't been a victim of that and I've also never gotten an STD negative no HPV <laughs> but I haven't had any chlamydia I haven't had any HPV I don't have any genital herpes I have no I don't have no I don't have the AIDS I have no don't have that <laughs> don't have any of the things I've never gotten the gonorrhea I've never dripped funny things or had I mean I've gotten UTIs but that's the extent of my lady box getting all junked up right that's the junk jewelry in my lady boxes that I used to not know about <laughs> peeing after sex no 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 I used to I haven't gotten one in a really which long time. Which is not an STD, by the way. I'm no, just I know. That and that's, that's interesting, though. Why have I, I haven't gotten a yeast infection since, like, I'm going to say my college days, since my early I don't even 20s. know what it looks like. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But I know it's not good. That's all I can say. Well, there's a general, like, you know, flora a biome in our lady boxes and... And it grows, it's like a flower box. And it grows flowers, and some of those flowers make yeast. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. But um, it, it's just, it's the flora inside of us. I've always made jokes that I want to um, scrape out my vaginal yeast and bake bread with it uh, to give to Martha Stewart because I want to meet her, and this would be my gift to her, would be that I would make, I would make my own yeast. <laughs> And then I would feed it to her. See, women, we make milk and we make bread. <laughs> right, we can make milk and bread. Yes, and cheese, I'm saying. Man, I, I'm never going to get the opportunity to lactate because I'm not going to get pregnant or have a baby or whatever. Oh, my God, though. What if... That's another thing. I want to... to the... I want to uh, lactate. I want to lactate. You breast milk? Well, that's the thing is if you if you are giving breast milk, you get, you like lose five pounds or you can eat. 200 more calories a day or something. Oh, I did not know that. And so I would like to, I wonder, is there a way to make yourself lactate? Like, can I think about the secret? Can I be like, I'm imagining myself lactating. No. I'm going to make, because they were, they were saying milk. that breast milk, I, I see myself breast milk. with breast milk. I see myself making it. I see my body. Can you convince your body to make, I mean, I would love to be my own food source. Not for myself, but like for other people to make into cheese. Oh my God. You're Jonathan's food source. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, so here's the thing. I smoke so much weed. If I make myself give (laughs) breast milk, would my breast milk not only be weed, would it have THC in it? I mean, if you pass on, because that's why you pump and dump with the alcohol is that you don't want your baby to get alcohol. And so you have to pump because it comes out of your breast milk. I mean, it's still like... You get your baby drunk. You get your baby drunk. I mean, well, that would be interesting too. It'd be some sort of white Russian with oh with breast milk that where you'd been drinking vodka. So it was like, like it was already in the breast milk, and then all you had to do was add Kahlua. I'm wondering. I just, I, but with, with breast the, Russian, breast Russian. If a but people say breast milk is gross. But I think if you made it into cheese, like I'm not gonna eat a bunch of yak milk, but I'll eat yak cheese. I don't want to really want to drink sheep milk, but boy, do I love feta. You oh, know? I love feta. And goat milk? I'm not going to drink. Actually, I love goat yogurt, though. <gasps> what a treat that is. If you've ever had a whole, whole goat yogurt, oh, God, it's like $2 for an itty-bitty bit, but boy, it's almost like eating cheese. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> fucking great. 
Wow, we've already done a half hour and we haven't even gotten to the news. You guys have been listening to us Thank talk about our lives yeah. on the AltaCast. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Hello. It's 1230 on July 26th, 2017. And you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. It's time to get to... Let's get into some drug, drugs. Drug policy. Drug, drug policy, policy yeah. alliance. Drugs, 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 drugs. 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 Kamala Harris and Rand Paul spearhead Senate bail reform effort. Bill provides grants to states to replace money bail system. Proposal builds on successful reform in New Jersey. Today, Senator Kamala Harris, she's our California Democrat, and Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, introduced legislation to reform the country's money bail system. The proposal, the first of its kind in the U.S. Sentence, U.S. Senate, would provide grants to states to reform their bail system. We have mass incarceration problem in this country, and it starts with our broken bail system. This is interesting. I've never even thought about bail. It's, it's an issue. I, I've it, never had to be bailed out. Not even with your DUI? No one had to pay for it. I just spent my time in jail, and then they came for me... It oh, was, I, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I just spent my time, and when they came and collected me, there wasn't any payment. You, oh, well, you, of course, you, because, well, yeah, you didn't need a bell bondsman or any of that. No, just... I didn't either. I just paid $100. Yeah, like I paid whatever I had to pay to be incarcerated, and then they let me go. But it is, the bell thing is kind of like a scammy... Well, it's when you... When it's it's after you've been to the judge, and you've been reprimanded or they're, they, they're sending you to jail or whatever, or you're waiting, you're in jail awaiting trial. You can get out on bail, bail yeah, so that you don't have to be in jail. But it's what 10% of a bail bond is 10% of what your bail is set at. So, so if, like if it's $5,000. So if it's at, if, it, if it's a $50,000 bail, then you would spend $5,000 on a bail bond. Right. If it was a hundred thousand dollars bail, you'd have to spend $10,000 on a bail bond. I guess. We'll, we'll look it up in a second. Uh, we have a mass incarceration problem in this country, and it starts with our broken bail system, said Michael Collins, Dr- Deputy Director of Drug Policy Alliance's Office of National Affairs. There are people held in jail without trial because they do not have the financial means to post bail. Many are charged with drug offenses and are casualties of the racist war on drugs. I've never thought about this. The Harris-Paul bill would provide funds for states to replace money bail with pre-trial assessments, provide the presumption of release, ensure counsel, and guarantee a speedy trial for defendants. Currently, around 60% of individuals in jail in the United States are pre-trial detainees who have not been convicted of any crime. What, 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 what? Currently, around 60% of individuals in jail in the United States are pre-trial detainees who have not been convicted of any crime. They can't can't afford to post bail. Such a system contradicts the ethos of innocent until proven guilty and has an adverse impact on low-income families and communities of color. While some states have taken steps to reform their criminal justice system, more needs to be done. If you are convicted, if you, before you're convicted, you could get, so this is the same thing that happened to Jonathan that one time. Okay. Okay. He met the wrong people and he made the wrong choices. He wasn't, he was just smoking pot being Jonathan, but he had people in his car. He had music, he had people in his car and there were too many. There were four and there were only three seatbelts or there were four seatbelts and there were five people. Okay. And they went up to this hill to go hang out at this park in Berkeley. 
And everyone had thrown their stuff in the trunk, including this one guy. And they have video of him from the bowling alley that they were leaving, putting his backpack in Jonathan's trunk. Now, they drive up and Jonathan asks the police guy, hey, are we allowed to park up here? Because we want to go to that park. And he goes, how many people are, are in your car? And he's like, well, and they're like, hey, everybody get out of the car. So they make everybody get out of the car. And then they something happens they open the trunk something happens the guy leaves his backpack in Jonathan's car and so the police search the backpack and they find a bunch of meth and a scale and everything Uh, and it's after everyone's left and Jonathan's like that's not mine that's that other guy's oh no okay it's It's not and it's in his car but it wasn't Jonathan's and so then the police take him and he goes to jail and he's in jail for a while. He, his sister ends up posting bail for him. Lucky, 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 lucky that his sister had the money. And he, it wasn't his. They ended up, um, he ended up getting a lawyer, which he had to pay for as well. It ended up costing a lot of money to prove his innocence. And I think that's wrong. I, I think if you aren't, if it's not your crime, you still have to pay. But the fact that matters, that's like the classic, it's not my bag. It's not my it's bag. In, and it's in my vehicle. Right. That's the... Per- he could have gotten convicted if they wouldn't have found... You know how often that that shit happens Exactly. Too? And he's, he was an innocent man who just met the wrong people and, and let them put his backpack in his car. But so... If he couldn't have afforded bail, it would have been a huge problem. And yeah, he still would have been he would have incarcerated. Been, right, until the trial came about. Which right. And the only reason he got off is that they the, the lawyer was like, I want the security camera. He was like, from the bowling alley. And so uh, they saw the them. Saved. They looked at the tape. And they saw. They're like, this blonde man is Jonathan Moore. You can see that is not his backpack. This man... This was his backpack, but that guy never got convicted. They never went after the other guy. The other guy never had to go to jail. The other guy never had to post bail. Nothing happened to that other guy. The tape merely proved Jonathan's innocence, but they didn't go after the guilty party. Why didn't they? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand cops or whatever. Like He's like, it wasn't me. It's them. Why are you arresting me? Why are you getting money out of me? It was this person. It's crazy to me. I don't know. It's wrong place, wrong time, wrong people. I guess... He was, Jonathan is far too generous and he would of course give too many people a ride home in his car or be hanging out with, you know, he's just a really kind and wonderful person and he got taken advantage of. Did he, did he know this person either? He had just met him that night. It was a friend of a friend. Yeah, I know. And, and as he's like in jail and dealing with all this, those people all knew that person and they all, it was like, you're still friends with that guy? Okay, so uh, currently around 60% of individuals in jail in the United States are pretrial detainees who have not been convicted of any crime. Such a system contradicts the ethos of innocent until proven guilty and has an adverse impact on low-income families and communities of color. While some states have taken steps to reform their criminal justice system, more needs to be done. Recently, New Jersey's historic bail reform law has been the focus of national attention as other states grapple with reforming their broken bail systems. The Drug Policy Alliance led the campaign that overhauled New Jersey's system and the reform resulted in cutting the state jail population by a third. The reform changed the system by one, declaring non-monetary pretrial release the default option for the majority of defendants. Two, establishing a pretrial services agency in each county to monitor low-risk individuals who are released pending trial. Three, mandating the use of a validated risk assessment tool when evaluating individuals for release. 
Four, permitting the detention of truly dangerous individuals. Five, guaranteeing timelines for speedy trial for those who get detained. Yeah, speedy trial, because if you're in jail while you're being, it's, you're proving your innocence and you still have to be in jail. This is terrible. They sure know how to fuck up the system, man. Right? Well, that's the whole thing. Just don't get in the system. The system's so scary. And the system is all money, money, money. And I'm a person with no money. So, whew, scary. Uh, hey, everybody, support that bill. And it's bipartisan. It's bipartisan. Absolutely. Because uh, we definitely need Oh, this is good. That. New Jersey Medicinal Marijuana Review Panel recommends adding chronic pain, migraine, anxiety, and Tourette's syndrome to a list of qualifying conditions. Yeah, we have to remember here in California that we're legal now, and that's great. And even our medicinal is so great. But in other states that only have medicinal, they have to have a certain list of qualifying uh diseases right so like you have to have cancer or aids in the state of illinois uh that's the the medicinal law there there's three things that qualify you know or so it's illegal for other things so that's the thing in some states where kids um have the epileptic issues or they have seizure disorders and cbds work for those particular children if it's illegal in the state, it's illegal, which is crazy. Like if, if it's not covered, if it's if epilepsy or uh, seizures disorders aren't in their thing, then the parents have to go out of state. And I'm, I just talked to Poge uh, the other day on the phone, and he said that it's so scary going on tour in uh, the Midwest or whatever because when you're moving from one state to another – they're just at the border waiting for you, wanting to search your car and take your marijuana. Especially if you're going from a state that has legal marijuana, like Colorado, they just sit there on the border of Kansas or whatever and just like pop them, you know? I bet you they're like that on the border of Arkansas and Texas now, because Arkansas has- um, Oh, Texas for sure. Yeah, and then the next state over you have Mississippi. Yeah, they don't like it either. The the Uh -uh. good old boys Mm -mm. ready to lock some people up. And I, I truly believe that the stigma on marijuana exists because people can't make enough money off it so they stigmatize it to the masses because they're concerned about like they'll they'll have marinol all day long because it's pharmaceutically grade and made in a in, in a lab but if you can grow it in your yard they can't tax it See, they can't make money off it it's like it's, I used I used to believe racket. that I don't anymore um I feel it's the fact of the matter they think that the majority of people who do engage in uh, marijuana are either black or brown and I feel it's that it's a race issue yeah mm-hmm. I feel that is their way to lock us up even more right you right. know put us into the system the plantation that is <laughs> um, hence the uh, what was the uh, the New York uh, the search and Search and seizure. Seizure, mm-hmm, seizure. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the stop and frisk. Stop and frisk. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for no, re- for any reason they want, they can just you know, be like, you've got to join on you. Exactly. And so these people get into the system because they have a joint. And not this intended to sell. This is no, nothing. just going to smoke it. Yeah. Um, so that's I, I, that's what so I, crazy. that's what I think why we have those harsh uh, marijuana laws. And I think uh, with uh, Uncle Beauregard Sessions, y'all. Who that's we'll get into that one in a moment. He definitely wants to heighten right back to the right drug the drug war. war. Let's bring the drug war back. Uh, boo! Don't bring the drug war back. Draconian drug laws do not save lives, help anybody. Does it? They they just don't. We saw just, we we've already we, been doesn't work. this. It doesn't. If it 
you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it's broken, get rid of it. What is wrong with they you? Just wanna, they just want to lock up some some spicks and niggas. That's all. Oh, That's so sad. Down. But hopefully, if they get Jeff, if uh, and a hippie socialists, they want to lock us up too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys are not a friend either. Yeah. Um, hopefully, if President Cheeto keeps tweeting the way he's been tweeting about Jeff Sessions, uh, maybe. Jeff Sessions would be like, I've had enough of this. Because basically, uh, Cheeto is trying to push uh, Sessions out because of the collusion. Oh, you don't know? No, I don't know about this Oh, yet. right. Oh, sweetie, you think go. I, you think I, pay, uh, you're, you're my main news source. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, I have no idea what's going on in the world until I come here and you tell me. On I mean, As the Trump than, Turns. Oh, that's funny. Basically, he's been uh, hating on Jeff Sessions since last week, and he did this New York Times article um saying like you know i wouldn't have put jeff sessions in if except he did if i knew he would have like recused himself from the investigation by the way as a lawyer and as and if you are involved in something like that and you're in the same you know if you're working in the same administration you're supposed to recuse yourself this is three minutes ago trump Ooh. rips session even as ag agenda attends oh, this is even as AG attends White House meeting. This is like three is, seconds ago. Like you mentioned one. it and it came out. And this is uh, the one-sided feud between President 45 Cheeto Face and his <laughs> attorney general persisted Wednesday, even as the battered Jeff Sessions, the battered racist freak boy, <laughs> trudged ahead with his Justice Department duties. Less than an hour after Sessions was depo- deposited at the White House by a black SUV, it's the only time he likes black things, uh, for <laughs> routine meetings. That's, that's because black people aren't people, they're things. You see, it's, it's just Jeff Sessions. Uh, meeting in the West Wing. Uh, President Cheeto proclaimed from another corner of the same building that his displeasure was in his attorney, in his attorney general hasn't waned. Why didn't A.G. Sessions replace acting FBI director Andrew McCabe, a Comey friend who was in charge of a Clinton investigation, but got big dollars, 700000 for his wife's political run from Hillary Clinton and her representatives, he tweeted. Drain the swamp. I don't understand that at all. Why didn't so Attorney General Sessions replace acting FBI director Andrew McCabe, a Comey friend, Okay. Who is in charge of the Clinton investigation? Okay, so he accepted seven hundred thousand dollars for his wife's political run. Yeah. So this is okay. As the Trump turns, so basically he's mad because he had to recuse. Uh, Jeff Sessions recused himself. So then Trump is going to bring up old shit like, well, you know what? Why instead of you should have been investigating the Hillary Clinton email and then why know, are we still was, talking about he's the one with ties to Russia he's the one with oh. legal treasonous ties to Russia why are we worried about Hillary Clinton's emails who gives a fuck well it's not even just that it's on top of the fact of like uh, with the uh, uh, Mueller in Mueller is tied to someone that donated or just like that text or that text that tweet says uh, donated to Hillary Clinton's campaign which I don't know if that's true this guy does lie a lot 
um, and he's saying Jeff, you should be investigating this. Jeff isn't investigating the Russian scandal. I don't know. Basically, Trump doesn't know what's going on. He's confusing the fuck out of everybody. This makes no sense. That's why he needs to stop tweeting like a twelve-year-old girl. But you don't, I, as a president, you don't give your ideas to the nation through a stupid app. You fucking. Well, you know what he did with idiots. transgender rights today in the military, right? No, what he do? He rolled it back. He said transgender uh, folks cannot join the military. Why? Because, I'm sorry, that's a dumb question, because he is a racist, homophobic asshole. And There's plus, no other reason for that. Trying, it's political game, too, because we have the 2018 election coming up. Oh, so he's trying for, like, the Senate or what have you. Yeah, so he's using that. <sighs> yeah. He's using people's lives as a ploy to, you know, get more Republicans in. For Why do we care so much about people's genitals? What is wrong? With, can't we just evolve past that? Let a person identify as Big whatever government. they want. If someone wants to identify as a cat, let them identify as a cat. I don't give a fuck. Be be a feline. Be a you know. Be a boy. Be a girl. Be a man. Be a woman. Be a be a astronaut. Be a I what? Who cares? First of all, who wants to join the fucking military anyway? Right, that's good. And point. then also too, you really hopefully Just I, back, I hope right. this all backfires because now you have a lot of people like Breitbart and. Rush Limbaugh who are mad at President Cheeto because of the way he's been treating Jeff Sessions. Now um, you got even the liberals even more pissed off but about the all- trans. So now you have everybody like what is wrong with you? You have the good old boys not liking Trump or Cheeto right now and liberals never liked him. So now it's just like he's trying to play to his base but what base are you playing to now? Because you got both ends the, the of the thing base is that angry at you. I think that this is all a larger conspiracy He's, I think he's the lame duck that they want to impeach so that Pence can Pence be the president, I, I which is terrible. And having um, a fundamentalist Christian, that's what they want. They wanted a white fundamentalist Christian, you know, uh, dinosaur denying creationist to be the president of the United States. That is what they want. That is what they're aiming for. They love that this is the biggest shit show because he is he's completely unqualified to be president we've all known this you fucking assholes he's unqualified to run big businesses he makes money but then he loses it and he messes with people's lives look at Trump Tower how many people oh I'm a job creator no you fired you t- look at the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City that's a pure example. he continues to not care, care about people's lives and he's representing the United States he's representing the 1% you idiots you fucking blind sheep you did this to yourselves and Wait, now I'm a part of it and it sucks because this Pence asshole because we're going to impeach Trump and all the all the stupid liberals are going to be so happy and I'm like don't you see how much worse how That's much worse. worse we've gone down the line we see how many people <laughs> have to be murdered before you get to like a normal president every single one of his cabinet uh, are horrible people evil. we're gonna we're gonna have the better. head of purdue we're gonna have we're gonna have a chicken a chicken farming mogul Paul be the Ryan president that has no balls i mean there's the entire cabinet is filled with people who have no idea what they're doing except making money and helping their other friends that make money corporations are people now everybody i mean money is like we her. have to rise up against our oppressor it's gonna everyone's gonna realize once once pence comes into play it's so scary. It is. Do you really think he will so, be impeached? I do. 
I do. I, I think it, it's something's coming. I think like, that his own Republican Party is going to set in the first thingy for impeachment. I think it's going to be his own people. They're going to say, I just want someone to go to jail. get out of here. I just like to see when, like, powerful people like this go to jail. I want to take his money and give it to the poor people. He doesn't deserve it. He's a terrible person. We should dismantle all of his businesses. His whole Mar-a-Lago should become a place where we put Syrian refugees. I say we turn that palace into a place where we can make amends for how we fucked up. Why don't we take I want my an entire, reparations. Why don't we, we yeah, we'll take some reparations We'll take, exactly. Money. We'll do some fucking reparations and we'll make it into a big community for black people and say, <laughs> yo, seriously, and say, hey, you know what? We're sorry. You built this country. My bad. Right. And it, take all the money from him. Why does he need that much? Who needs that much? Oh, Who wait. needs that much power, that much influence, that much money? You don't what drug, could you possibly man. do it's with it? It's because a, it's so everywhere you go, you go in some limo, or you get you constantly have money. I can't understand. You selfish it? pile of dog shit. Oh wait, it gets. Oh wait, <sighs> let me tell you some more stuff that happened. This I, is only. This I is, get so incensed <laughs> because he does that to people. Even looking at his face. But so we're today is Wednesday. Let's go back to Monday. So Monday he talks to uh, the Boy Scouts of America. You got to look this one up too. Okay. So he talks to the Boy Scouts. They don't of like America. gays either. Oh no, they don't. Um, well, I thought that they just opened. Oh, whatever. We'll they talk still, about they still don't like gays. Either. So the Boy Scouts of America have this jamboree that presidents go to. So um, President Chito goes and. At these events, you're supposed to talk about uplifting things for the Boy Scouts of America. You're not, it's not supposed to, supposed to be political. Oh, my God. This fool was talking to these Boy Scouts like it was a campaign. Oh, 20, 29 most cringeworthy lines. Oh, yes. The, the 29 most cringeworthy lines from 45's hyper-political <laughs> speech to the Boy Scouts. Uh, here we are on this. On Monday night, President Donald Trump jetted to West Virginia to address the annual Boy Scout Jamboree. And oh, what a speech it was. Trump ranged from the current health care bill to stories of a bygone time in New York history to his electoral college victory in 2016. I, uh, here we go. Uh, 2016. It was a Trumpian tour de force, one sure to cheer his supporters, but leave the rest of the country wondering what exactly is he doing and thinking. Uh, I went through the speech and picked out the 29 oddest, cringiest lines. No easy task, given the sheer strangeness of his speech. Here they are, in rough order, that Trump said them. One, boy, you have a lot of people here. The press will say it's about 200 people. It looks like about 45,000 people. You set a record today. You set a record. The Charleston Gazette estimated 40,000 people in the crowd, which is a lot. Not sure there is a record for attendance at a Boy Scout Jamboree. Also worth noting from the Gazette, press staff handling the event did not allow local media to bring film equipment into the amphitheater. Two, I said... Who the hell wants to speak about politics when I'm in front of a in front of the Boy Scouts, right? <laughs> Trump apparently. Comedy. He spent the vast majority of it, this speech jabbing at his political foes and recounting his 2016 successes. Three. Today I say we ought to change it, change it the word swamp to the word cesspool, or perhaps the word sewer. <laughs> Remember. 
who the hell wants to speak about politics when I'm in front of the Boy Scouts? Today, I ought to change it from the word swamp to the word cesspool or perhaps the word sewer. What is he referencing with swamping? Uh, draining the swamp. Oh, right. Because he tweeted about that because he's an idiot. Many of my top advisors were in the White House were scouts. Ten members of my cabinet were scouts. Can you believe that? Ten. <laughs> and one of them is Eagle Scout Attorney Je- General Jeff Sessions, who Trump neither brought along on the trip nor mentioned in his speech. Five. Some of you here tonight might have even camped out in, uh, in this yard when Mike was the governor of Indiana. But the scouting was very, very important. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Six. We're doing a lot with energy. This was part of Trump's introduction of a Boy Scout and Energy Secretary uh, Rick Perry, oh, who was in attendance. Apparently, we are doing a lot with energy. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> he better get them. Oh, he better. Otherwise, I'll say, Tom, you're fired. I'll get somebody. This joke was directed at Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price, who was awkwardly standing on stage next to Trump. It came amid Trump's political, public effort to force Sessions to resign, and less than a week after, Trump threatened Senator Dean Heller, Republican of Nevada, on health care. Eight. As the scout law says, scout is trustworthy, loyal. We could use some more loyalty. I will tell you that. Is this about Sessions? Republican in the Senate... Uh, on healthcare, staffers leaking to reporters, all of the above. Nine, I'm waving people back there. Uh, I'm waving to people back there, so small I can't even see them. Man, this is a lot of people. <laughs> this has to be a record, right? By the way, what do you think the chances are that this incredible, massive crowd, record setting, is going to be shown on television tonight? 1% or zero? As Trump was saying this, CNN was showing shots of the crowd. Also, that crowd was massive and record-setting. <laughs> By the way, just a question. Did President Obama... That's almost my President Obama. If, did President Obama ever come to a jamboree? Who the hell wants to talk about politics when I'm in front of the Boy Scouts? You said that again? No, no, that's the guy who's giving us commentary. Oh. I'll, do, I'll make it easier by saying 12. 12. I'll tell you a story that's very interesting for me when I was young. There was a man named William Levitt, Levittstown. You have some here. You have some in different states. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is my favorite part of the entire Trump speech. He regales a crowd of kids, most of whom are teenagers, about the life in New York in the post-war World War II age. Nothing like knowing your audience. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Thirteen. Oh, you're Boy Scouts, but you know life. You know life. So look at you. This is a great quote. Oh, you're Boy Scouts, but you know life. You know life. So look at you. This would be better to read with like different inflection, like confusing inflection. Oh, we can make you it Boy a Scouts, we could. But you know life. You know life. You know life. So look at you. Look at you. Uh, he so badly wanted it. He got bored with this life of yachts and sailing and all the things he did in the south of France and other places. <laughs> what does this even mean? He so badly wanted Who is he talking about? He so badly wanted it. He got bored with his life of yachts and sailing and all the things he did in the south of France and other places. What? Uh, what? 
the fuck? Who is who is speaking to a bunch of Boy Scouts? He's speaking to forty five thousand Boy Scouts, and he's saying nothing. Is he drunk? Who wrote he this speech? Drink, who wrote this speech? Does he write his own speeches? No, he he has. I think he has a speech. For, I don't. It's it's Cheeto. And he failed. He failed badly. Lost all of his money. I saw him at a cocktail party, and it was very sad because. The hottest people in New York were at this party. Oh, I see. He's still talking about William Levitt. Levittstown. You have some here. You have some in different states. And so he's... Maybe he's saying about Levitt or something. He failed. He lost all his money. So I'm at a cocktail party. Again, Trump, this is... He's speaking to a crowd of teenagers and recounting his glory days in New York high society, decades before they were even born. You've got... You've got to know whether or not you continue to have the momentum. And if you don't have it, that's okay. Because you're going to go on and you're going to learn and you're going to do things that are great. (laughs) Vague. Momentum is the key. Having it is everything. If you don't have it, though, everything's going to be great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. 18. (laughs) I have to tell you, our economy is doing great. (laughs) Teenagers really care. It's 19. Do we remember that date? Was that a beautiful date? What a day. Oh, November 8th. He's talking about November 8th. election day, because of course he is. But do you remember that incredible night with the maps and the Republicans the red. are red and the Democrats are blue? And that map was so red. It was unbelievable. And they didn't know what to say? Again, Boy Scouts. I am. And you know, we have a tremendous disadvantage in the Electoral College. Popular vote is so much easier. Actually, I kind of agree with that. Uh, we should get rid of the Electoral College. But he's talking to a bunch of teenagers, and what the fuck do they care? I went to Maine four times because it's one vote, and we won. We won. One vote. I went there because I kept hearing we're at 269. <laughs> This is still, this is in front of, what does this have to do with the, the port? Leadership the, and yeah. integrity. But then Wisconsin came in. Many, many years. Miss Michigan came in. Many, many years? <laughs> Wisconsin hadn't been won in many, many years by a Republican. But we go to Wisconsin and we had tremendous crowds. And I'll leave these massive crowds and I'll say, why are we going to lose this state? <laughs> Not sure if you heard, but Trump won Wisconsin. He was the first Republican presidential candidate to win since Ronald Reagan in 1984. Damn. Yeah. I did not know that. So, so I have to tell you what we did, in all fairness, is an unbelievable tribute to you and to all the other millions and millions of people that came out and voted for Make America Great Again. And... Everyone in the audience was like under 18, so they couldn't even vote. Anyway, what is it's he really didn't understand his audience. And by the way, under the Trump administration, you'll be saying Merry Christmas again when you go shopping. <laughs> Believe me, Merry Christmas. Is it it's July, right? right? Maybe because it's six months away from Christmas. Well, he has this thing, you know, the conservatives have this thing about like liberals saying happy holidays. You know, it's a, instead of saying Merry Christmas. Well, you know, so but the, yeah, it's stupid. It's well, and it's not an issue. Can and 
a lot of people don't celebrate Christmas, so happy holidays is fine. Exactly. So it's that's, it's fair to everybody, world. you know. It's, it's, you know conservatives ain't fair. That's true. I mean, during Ramadan, do we say... No, you, they don't do you, They don't want to count that. It's all Christian. Right, right, right. right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And he has been, he did a great cameo in Home Alone 2 around Christmas uh, time. That was very nice. At the Trump Tower. That is true as well. So, I have to tell you what we did, in all fairness, is an unbelievable tribute. Oh, we already read that one. Uh, Merry Christmas. They've been down, they've been downplaying that little beautiful phrase. You're going to be saying Merry Christmas again, folks. (gasps) Ah! Because I am a racist, bigoted asshole. Small hands, bigly. The the thing is that why this is like this is like a slam on Muslims. This is a slam on Jews. This is a slam on anybody who's not a white Christian male. And I guess that's what the Boy Scouts of America is. I guess I don't know. Well, no, well. Can Jews be in the Boy Scouts? When were they allowed? It's at a. You're not supposed to be saying these things at a Boy Scout. Right. Exactly. I promise you that you will be, you will live Scouting's adventure every single day of your life, and you will win, 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 and help people in doing so. And then the last, the last thing, number 29. I've known so many great people. You know, I keep thinking there's not a way for me to hate him more, but it continues. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. And and now we're going to have a standoff between Trump and Sessions. And I don't have a problem if Jeff Sessions is, gets fired or whatever. I hope it happens. I mean, I really hope it happens. The draconian drug lord. We, we can't. We, we, he's a terrible choice. He, he is totally has a problem with medical marijuana. He totally has a problem with marijuana in general. He, he has a problem with re- reproductive rights. He yes. has a problem with uh, brown people, black people, mm-hmm. gay people. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Anyone who isn't a white, straight, Christian male, basically. Um, Everything. I mean, Coretta Scott King's letter that she sent to the Reagan administration in 1986. Duh. So anyone who praises this guy, we know where, you know, basically... Donald Trump got his base a little because of Jeff Sessions and the way Mm -hmm. he votes. And that's why Breitbart and Rush Limbaugh are attacking Trump right now because they like those draconian laws and what Mm. have you and what Jeff Sessions stands for. So I hope he does fire him because now he's going to make both sides angry. This is is crazy because I keep putting in like things. And so first I put in... Trump versus Sessions and all these things came out three minutes ago and then I put in Trump versus Boy Scouts and it's like he's an idiot and then I put in Trump trans versus Trump and we've got it's 59 minutes ago it's happening right now Trump says to transgender people will not be allowed in the military yep uh, real time what I think it's interesting with um, what you need Rolling Stone wrote an article uh Trump said trans soldiers come with tremendous costs, Huff Post. Everyone's got to, these are all three, four hours ago, 25 minutes ago, NBC News, it's been picked up by everybody. Um, The Huffington Post one is the one I read today. Right. Um, Let's let's try Rolling Stone here, because I I think they're interesting. They appeal to a wide range of people. Uh, Trump's trans military ban, what you need to know. Trump's surprise announcement on Twitter Wednesday 
was as confusing as it was devastating. Oh, so now he gets to make laws and do things on Twitter? Is that what's happening? What, exactly. oh, it came oh, out on oh, Twitter. Oh, it came out on Twitter? It means it's meaningless. <laughs> you fucking idiots. It's meaningless. It's not real. He doesn't get to tweet things into law. He doesn't get to tweet decisions to people. That's not how it works. He's the president. Yeah, but there's... there's it's exactly, yeah. Preach. I'm like, I mean, preach. it's crazy preach. to me. I mean, are we all... Are we this retarded? We're this dumb as a nation. I shouldn't even... Uh, it's, it's terrible it to say that about... Twitter. It's, it's terrible to say that about retarded people. Retarded people are smarter than this pile of dog shit who we're allowing to be our president. It is so embarrassing. This is worldwide embarrassment. Oh, absolutely. Trans people are people. The fucking people. Why do we have to? Why do we have to hate everybody? For, first of all, like I said a few minutes ago, nobody really wants wants to go into the military. Nobody fucking wants to go. So mm-hmm. if so, and you know the thing is like that's why they've been trying to pull people in because the the numbers of people getting in, in the military are pretty low. So to alienate a group of people who. Yeah probably want to take that chance and who are more patriotic than myself who will fight why are you shutting the door on that you're shutting the door on opportunity for yourself so obviously you're only hurting the military you're only hurting yourself right fuck the fact that they're trans or what have you the fact the fact of shutting people out of something that you need right your necessity right now. how many people do you think in the military no are trans how many do you there's think? thousands yeah they said there's they said there's like fifteen thousand. i'm that surprises me that number surprises yeah. me that there's fifteen thousand. Chelsea manning was one of those uh, trans people uh wow. who was in the military uh so i mean what's the problem with having trans is, people in the military i don't understand it's the same it just goes back to the Jesus. whole gays in the military black people in the military I mean, and again, on the same day that uh, in 1948, Harry S. Truman signed a, um, a bill desegregating, base, not just desegregating, but opening the military up. Uh, it was desegregating in 1948. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, the military. Barracks and this stuff. Day, yeah. yeah. Today. And then this happens. And then this happens. Six months into his presidency, one thing is clear. Transgender people are some of Donald Trump's go-to punching bags. Having already in February ordered the Department of Education to stop protecting trans students at school, despite Title IX protecting them, on Wednesday morning, Trump announced trans people could no longer serve in the military. Of course, Trump being Trump, he made that important policy announcement via a series of morning tweets. Pierced together, they read... After consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the United States military. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruptions that transgender in the military would entail. Thank you. That's horrible. This statement reverses a path of inclusion the military has been walking down for over a year. Last summer, then-Defense Secretary Ash Carter studied the issue extensively and announced transgender troops could serve openly in the military and receive coverage for hormone therapy and gender reassignment surgery. He also ordered the military to study whether to allow new transgender recruits into the military. The decision was supposed to be made by July 1st, but the timeline was extended by six months. All indications were, though, that now Defense Secretary James Mattis was going to allow new transgender recruits. 
All of this changes now. As President, Trump is the commander-in-chief of the military. The Constitution makes no exception for draft dodgers or for those who criticize American prisoners of war. Because he's in charge of the armed forces and there's no law from Congress on this issue, he can set all kinds of policies. As military leaders who refuse to implement this new announcement could be forced to step aside by the president. He can do this via tweet? Trump cannot, however, set aside the Constitution and its guarantees of equality. Though not many courts have ruled on the issue of whether the Constitution protects against trans discrimination, there is a small trend recently in courts finding that discrimination against trans individuals is a form of sex discrimination, something the Constitution prohibits unless the government has a really good reason for doing so. Here, given the abrupt change of policy and that the military seems to have been caught off guard, the very low cost of providing care to transgender military service people and the strong record of service by those already in the military, it's hard to imagine the policy surviving constitutional review of any kind. In the meantime, though, for the thousands of trans people already in the military, as well as those looking to serve their country, Trump's announcement is as confusing as it is devastating. Will trans people serving in active military operations have to stop whatever they're doing immediately? Will they be dishonorably discharged? Will career officers be forced out of their long-standing profession? Will new recruits once again have to hide who they really are in order to join the military? All of that is unknown at this point, but what is known is the immeasurable shame and stigma that comes from an announcement like this. President Trump has once again thrown trans people under the bus of cruelty uh, and an eye f- in an eye for political gain. It is just, it is just, it is devastating. Yeah. It's devastating. It's, it's, it's a rollback. Uh, yeah. All because of, of there's no reason. There's, there, it's there's terrible. No it's just really straight good. discrimination. It's just straight, it's just straight discrimination. And uh, it, it does come at a tremendous cost to the people in the United States because trans people are people <laughs> and their wants and needs are just as important as you, you rich psycho dog shit. See, again, you're only hurting yourself because there's a lack of people who want to get into the military. Right. You're shutting, I mean, I just, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it, it really doesn't. It's, it's, I, it's, I already know what's next. Oh, what's next? I already know what's... I mean, we're rolling back everything, so... You, you think know. they're we're going to take away marriage uh, we're, marriage we're, equality for, for the gays? I'm sure that's probably hot on the plate, too. And especially if Pence does get oh, into right. office. Oh, right. Oh, God. You know, that's why this thing... This is, you know... Pence is a little bit more dangerous because he'll 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 go into Congress and the House of Representatives and swoop people and the way he would form it, you know, he's a little bit more intelligent than Cheeto, you know. This is this is from May 31st. Republicans like Pence better than Trump. That's unprecedented. See. Uh the anti-Trump left would hate Pence too. I'm scared because will Donald Trump get impeached? Mike Pence would not be better. <laughs> this is no, it's not any better. It, it would actually be worse. Here's six days ago. Stop saying Mike Pence is worse than Donald Trump. Uh, this is from Bazaar. 
no, Pence will not be worse than Trump. Having Mike Pence as president will feel like we lost an election. Having Donald Trump as president feels every day like we're losing America. That's an interesting stance. I don't think I agree with it, but... I don't agree with it. Uh... If you fear Mike Pence because he might take away women's rights, well, Trump's global gag rule is destroying health care for women around the world. That's true. He's done some terrible things. They're, so they're basically saying, like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of, of Pence. I, I, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to read this not, because I don't want to. I'm wanna. not drinking that Kool-Aid. I'm not drinking I'm that. I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. Yeah. I mean, by optics, Pence would be better, especially if it goes to foreign policy or what have you. By optics, that is. Right. Um, as for Trump, he's just like this guy that shoves leaders out of the way when he's going to the G summit, you know, the G4 summit. Or, you know, he's friends with Putin, you know, so. Trump is the first president to be less popular within his own party than his vice president. So, Wow. This is from the Washington Post. This is from the Post, yeah. And right now, and this is from 2016 even, the vice president had 66% um, approval rating, and the president has gone way down. He went from, uh, wow, wow. Well, I'm. I mean, how scared? How scared should we be? I think we should be pretty frightened because also I have to say uh, the Democrats are you're not you're not doing what you should be doing right now. You're not getting your hustle on. Well, I mean, this is all this stuff, especially now with the trans thing going on. This happened today, by the way. That's so I want to see some Democrats get some fire on their ass and really like go after it's time to attack. Stop being peace loving. Come on, we can do this together, guys. We can work on this healthcare it, well, right. bill together. Right. When he's saying to the Boy Scouts, yeah. "Merry Christmas," and now he's saying to trans people, "You're not people." It's it's using the platform of the Christian the the moral majority and and going with those views and it sucks because oh. Oh, no, I don't have plexoriasis. It's oh, I have to turn it off. Okay. Can't when the news starts giving you commercials. We have Oof. problems. Yeah, I gotta turn that off. Uh, oh, this is just all so disappointing. It's disheartening. It really is because it's just like I, I, I mean, either or if it's gonna be Cheeto or Pitts, you we're not in a good place. <laughs> um, but the thing is, the, now I'm really the reason why I'm going back to the Democrats, and I'm. Of course, I'm placing blame on them. And do you know the fact of the matter? The most popular politician right now is Bernie Sanders. And still, I miss Bernie. The, the, the Democratic Party is not showing any kind of love for Bernie Sanders, in which he can get some of those Trump supporters because some of those Bernie supporters hated Hillary so much. Right, 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 right. They right. are like, fuck it, we'll take that chance. Which is, you, which was stupid. It was such, is, it, it doesn't was make so, sense. it was no, so awful. It's fucking stupid, but it's also stupid for the Democrats not to take a, a, the advantage of this fact of like, we can win our party and these people back. We just got to bring Bernie in. We have to bring Bernie in and we have to have do not don't let him repeal repeal and replace obamacare with nothing um <laughs> let us let the america 
gee, can, can American people please have health care? Can we please have access to food? Can we please? I, I, it makes it crazy thing right now because the Republicans are working with them because the Republicans have everything. The Democrats, the, they, 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 the only thing they should be worried about is 2018 and going after these people right now because we don't have any Senate. We don't have any house. Right. We don't have shit. Right. We exactly. don't have the, uh, the government. So what we need to do is play dirty. I've been saying this. We, it's time I to mean, play dirty. I'm fuck this nice shit. This peace, love, and we can work together. Chuck Schumer. Fuck that. I I'm, just, I really think that, like, if it's, it's about changing, revolution. but it, yeah, it's about changing people's mindsets. It's peace and prosperity for all, not just the one person. It's about winning right now. Right now, we've got it. I'm, I'm all about winning right now. I'm really, that. I'm really afraid of the upcoming. Uh, and it's not going like, to be, it's not going to be a race war. It's going to be a socioeconomic war between it and we are the 99% we need to say enough we deserve we, the money is there for healthcare for education for healthcare. for drug policy reform for for all of it there's enough to take care of everyone and, if we start seeing people as people and the, and this is the thing the, the majority of Americans are for healthcare. 60, yeah. I believe it's 60% of and Americans. And for abortion. Yeah. A lot of people are actually pro-choice. Yeah, exactly. So the thing is, if you have the majority of Americans that, like, we need this, we, and then the fact that the, it, it, it goes beyond party lines when it comes to healthcare, because you have mm. those yeah. people who voted for uh, Cheeto who are for healthcare. Yeah. You know? They're not listening to the people. They're listening to their constituents. Right. You know, and that's the problem right there because it's not about the people. It hasn't been about the people for a long time. Well, the people now, they need us because we're the consumers, but it's the corporations that are providing the things and stuff to the consumers. And the better consumer you are, the better American you are. And so, but they have us consuming so many products and some of them aren't even good for us, but we still buy into it. Like, like a lot of uh, Pop-Tarts. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say pharmaceuticals, but yeah, yeah Pop-Tarts. But those Pop-Tarts will lead you into the pharmaceutical realm if you eat them like you do. Well, I'm going to engage my core and not think about Pop-Tarts. Uh, this is <laughs> Narl. Uh, we're going to get to Narl. We haven't done the Narl news yet. It's uh, You're listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Pam Benjamin. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, giving us all the good news, bad news about our idiot president and the stupid things he's doing. Uh, this is Narl is lovely. Uh, please go to Narl Pro Choice America and donate. Also go to Drug Policy Alliance and donate. And while you're at it, hit up MutinyRadio.fm and click that donate button. We need Narl statements on ACA repeal efforts six months after Women's March. Narl Pro-Choice America President Elise Hoag issued the following statement in response to the six-month anniversary of the Women's March and the latest attempts by Republicans to repeal the ACA. Six months ago today, women organized the largest protest movement in history, flooding the streets of our nation's capitals and city across the world to denounce Donald Trump. Mike Pence and their fellow anti-choice political politicians who want to roll back our right to access basic reproductive health care, including abortion. 
It's telling that months later, those same politicians are ignoring the millions of women who marched in favor of appeasing the fringe elements of their base. Individuals who want nothing more than to roll back the rights and freedoms women need to be equal partners in society. Their continued work to repeal the Affordable Care Act, the greatest expansion of reproductive health care in a generation, despite their constituents' desire to preserve the law, is disappointing, but true to form. Narl is watching. Women are watching, and anti-choice politicians will be held accountable. Women are the backbone of this nation and of this resistance and will actively work against anyone who wants to compromise on our freedoms. That's good. That's pretty good. That's beautiful writing. Yeah. Go. Uh, it, it, I find it, though, interesting. It is. Why, why are you going to roll back the rights of women. Oh, that's right, because we're not people either. That's like the theme of the show today. Who are the people? Only rich white men with money? Or who, like, I'm not a person. I can't make choices for myself. But am I too stupid? I'm too stupid to know my life. You don't know my life. I'm gonna you don't be know a what I rich, do. old, crusty, straight white dude to be a person. To tell me, living in San Francisco, running a radio station, not wanting any kids, that if something were to happen and maybe my beautiful copper jewelry inside my uterus explodes or falls out or whatever happens and let's say there's like a little baby put in there and I'm almost 43 and you want me to have a baby seriously and you're gonna take away my rights and abilities as a human being to make choices for my life and my future fuck you this is America we get freedom of choice oh I'm sorry you're a woman you don't get free oh I'm sorry you're black you're Mexican you're you know you're, you're Muslim you're Chinese you're not a white rich Christian male which is not the majority. Why are they making choices for us? See, this is why a lot of those do white straight males have a high uh, uh, suicide rate. Thank God. Because they're, they're, so, they're so angry and hate. Not all, by the way. Not all. No. Not all. We're not talking about all, y'all. Not when uh, they're on their cruise in the Greek islands. I'm sure they're in a great mood then. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't understand. It's the fear of the unknown, basically. Oh, that women can take care of themselves and don't need... It's the fear of the unknown. Of- and I think some men out there know how women are very intelligent and who want to take charge of their bodies and once we do that means we want to go out and work we want to go out and be politicians and doctors and and own our own businesses we want to take over the world because women know are very diplomatic and when you get people that are very diplomatic oh that's an issue for a white straight male i mean think about this administration you know how many women are in that administration the fact is like you know you have women if we were to run government That's scary to a white straight male. I wouldn't. Okay, no, I'm going to make fun of women here for a second, but I wouldn't want more women than men. I'd like it to be equal because here's the the thing: when you have 20 women in a room and one straight white male and one gay dude, (laughs) everyone's going to gang up on the straight white guy, whether they want to or not. They're still going to do it. Oh, absolutely. And, And women are tough when they're in big groups because they. Because we do stupid, stupid, we make decisions that sometimes are not, they're the best choice for us socially, but they might not be the best choice in a work environment or something. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel As I'm like generalizing about women. I, I, We're bitches. 
Oh, when there's a lot of us together, we're hard to work with. Put it this I way: think. in the makeup department, there could be some cattiness. But uh, I feel like in politics, I see it seems like a lot. A lot of women work together, and I remember seeing this thing once about Democratic women and Republican women working together. Right. You know, because you didn't hear that cattiness. The men are the ones that are the catty ones. Well, how much it's, when you think about it in government? It, how much percent of our government is? truly women i think that i think that like at the city level and state level i think there's more women involved in politics but i think let's type in percentage let's guess percentage of women in politics very low number this is the internet is an amazing thing because any question showing results for percentage of women in politics two days two decades later Women still hold less than 20% of congressional seats, despite composing a majority of the U.S. population. And compared to other nations, the United States is losing ground. America now ranks 98th in the world for percentage of women in its national legislature, down from 59th in 1998. Wow, that's interesting. How many women are in Congress 2017? Uh, In 2017... Uh, 104 women hold seats in the United States Congress, comprising 19.4% of the 535 members. 21 women serve in the Senate, and 83 women serve in the United States House of Representatives. So it's 20%, it's 19.4%, 21%, and 19.1%. So yes, it averages out to 20% of women. So two out of every 10 that is still a very very low one out number. of one out of every five we're we're still not close to 50 right one of five you know exactly uh wow it's just not well and i learned from what did i learn on november 8th that only some people hate black people but everyone hates women yeah i think there it's the fear of women actual actual women empowerment <laughs> you know right we need to stay in our place you know we're they let us out to work already okay what <laughs> more do you out. want right well and that's it, it's so crazy when there are single moms because they work and they still take care of the kids and who wins in that situation I mean I don't know I'd rather just take care of the kids maybe not I don't know I I can't imagine having children because I think it would just be so diff- it would be it's a life that I've never wanted I just don't want to alter my body. Well, that too. That too. I don't, I don't, that's true. I don't want to. That's, um, that's all vanity for me. For mostly. me, yeah. There's a, a big, large vanity component to it, but like, it's just, there's so much to do and schedule and worry about and vaccinations and doctor's appointments and but going I, to, getting into school every day. That's like impossible. <laughs> I can't even go to a job every day at the same time. But I, I, but I also see the beautiful thing about you know, I because you know I love being a woman, but the powerful thing about even being a mother and giving life and your body being altered, um, all for the right reasons mm-hmm. and the pain that you have to go through is something that's very very strong that no man can ever do and i think that's also the fear for a man like how much pain a woman can take because men can be some real bitches about stuff right oh i twisted my ankle well i give life motherfucker (laughs) i stretch this little hole to so many decimeters and give life for and i'm in the i'm in that pain for about 20 hours or three days 
That's scary to me. That shit. That's scary. That to is. Me. I know, and we can make. So I just looked up. Can you make yourself lactate? I, <laughs> going back to this. Going back to this. Because well, no, we can. <laughs> we can that. make children, and we can make milk and bread. How to make <laughs> lac? How to make lactate to girlfriend without pres- pregnancy? Uh, bro, didn't you read biology in school? It's impossible for a woman to lactate without getting pregnant. After the delivery. Toe hormones, mainly oxycontin and progesterone, which starts the lactation process. Even a pregnant woman can't lactate without having the delivery. Interesting. Health school or health class really failed us. I want to... Women who aren't pregnant but wish to lactate can take a daily regimen of hormones to mimic these processes that occur during pregnancy. Typically, the hormone therapy is discontinued shortly before breastfeeding begins. Regular stimulation of the breasts and nipples can also help produce and maintain milk flow. All right. I, I want to take... Uh, I want to learn how to lactate without being pregnant. There's it people. It's saying that I can make it happen. Uh, oh my God! What was that? Oh, that's Hillary's like Donald lips. Trump's mouth. That right. was Hillary's lips. That was Hillary's lips. Oh, Help! Lord. I'm almost 21, and I'd love to learn how to induce lactation. Breastfeeding is a very spiritual thing. I'd like to share with my partner. This is not Bitch. a sexual fetish. It's just bonding experience. I'd like to have without a baby. Can anyone give me some advice? Bitch, you're 21. Go drinking. <laughs> I know, right? They, they, no one's... Um, <laughs> I'm 21 and my, bre- my willing, boyfriend likes breast This milk. isn't interesting. Willing to be a wet nurse to adults. I want to learn to lactate for adults that are into lactating breasts. I'm very sexually open female. And this is the only area that hasn't been explored. <laughs> we just found Timothy Pizza's grinder account. I would love if someone is willing to share this journey with me in North Carolina. No sex, just nipple stimulation and what? There's two responses. God, breast milk is a thing. Just stimulation and sucking. I'm in North Carolina and I'd love to suckle. That's the response. That's there. This is some Craigslist shit. This right is here. this is fun. Um, Breast milk, you make my day. Yeah, I want to. Sorry, friend. They won't let me read this thing. Uh, here it is. I've been reading about this, and it turns out that it's not so far out. It's actually being explored by many others at the moment. And no, not just perverts. Uh, right now, pervert fervor is though. I'm just looking for more information about it, possibly someone who's had success with it. If I learn that it's possible for me, Without the use of drugs, then I may pursue a career as a wet nurse. I'm an extremely nurturing individual, simply unable to keep a relationship together. I can't think of a better job in which to express that. That right there, issue number one. I can't, that was way too honest right there. If you decide to go ahead, there are a lot of women on here who are inducing and or already have uh, milk. Look around for the groups about lactation. The websites recommended by Robert and Vakita are excellent sources of accurate information about how to induce with or without drugs. Also, info on pumping regimens. If you're doing this on your own, you will need a good breast pump too. I want to break breast milk beer cheese. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. This is the thing, though. Remember I was saying the the secret. Okay, so I'm like, I'm envisioning myself five pounds smaller. And the easiest way to do that is to start lactating. Am I a crazy person? Yes. 
This is insane. I yes. want to make breast milk beer cheese. I want to make weed. I want to make breast milk beer cheese. And I want to see if my body puts weed in it. I want to test it. You want to test your I want to test the cheese at a dispensary place. I want to get it. And I want to be like, how much THC is in this breast milk? So, I mean, I could do it. I could do it by eating a bunch of edibles and then but breast the, pumping four hours later, like after it's gone through my system. And get how that. are you going to get the, you know, are you going to get on these drugs for you to... No, they say that you can do excellent sources of accurate information on how to induce with or without drugs. Well, what does that mean? That sounds like Donald Trump. Like, that's vague. Like, what do I need to do? Is there something that I need to eat? What is... I don't get it. Uh, uh, I'm going to put in lactating without drugs or pregnancy. <laughs> Let's see what this comes out. I love the internet. It's <sighs> fucking awesome. Uh, lactation without drugs or pregnancy. Uh, induced lactation without drugs. It's the first thing that shows up. It's very exciting. Uh, methods to induce lactation. It's a growing practice for adopting or surrogate mothers to bring them naturally closer to their new baby. Not to make cheese? I'm so surprised. <laughs> Health researchers have now isolated the hormonal influences and basic metabolic events necessary to induce a woman to produce the perfect food for a baby or a vegan, even if she has not recently given birth. I'm totally going to do this. I'm serious. I want to lactate. This knowledge <laughs> now allows many women to experience one of the most natural joys of motherhood. All right, here we go. Natural methods in preparation for natural lactation. Nipple massages. While in the shower or bath, use a light washcloth to toughen the nipples and clear away any hardened tissue. <gasps> rub, lightly rub the nipples in a circular motion with warm, soapy washcloth. Do this frequently uh, before and after the baby is born. Nipple stimulation. Stimulating the nipples in preparation for inducing lactation without the aids of drugs is one of the most effective methods. This process usually begins the first month of the last trimester. Simply use a breast pump to stimulate lactation. Oh my God, if I just start pumping, it'll happen? You gotta go Another, get a pump. I have to go get a pump. Another method using a spouse or partner is to suckle your breast as an infant would to induce lactations without drugs. All right, I'm, let's see if Jonathan's in. While, while this process is possible, oh, it's possible in all pregnant women. However, uh, this natural way to induce lactation without drugs is often used in women that are not pregnant. Non-pregnant lactation for a woman who wishes to breastfeed her adopted child is the standard practice advised for women planning on adopting or being a surrogate mother of an infant. Most often this chore is meant to bring an adoptive mother and you blah, 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 I want to make cheese. <laughs> Organizations like La Leche League and the Mayo Clinic as well as other surrogate mothering programs, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I have to just play with my nipples a lot and get a breast pump. Or increasing this. hormones. Uh, most often induced lactation done by pregnancy stimulation in women who haven't experienced pregnancy is the normal practice. Non-pregnancy induced lactation is done by introducing birth control pills in high dosages, which uh -oh. stimulate the naturally high concentration of hormones during pregnancy. This activates the production of prolactin to start the lactation process. The woman is abruptly taken off birth control to stimulate the abrupt decline in hormones to trigger the production of Oxycontin. This offers the same natural effect pregnant women experience after childbirth. Once that is complete, nipple massages, breast pump, etc. I am so down. Here, negative effects. Let's find out what the negative effects are. Is, is this because I'm so high that this is exciting to me? I seriously want to get super, eat 
tons and tons of weed food and make it into cheese. This could be a million. I could save. Think of all the vegans I could save and the millions of dollars I could make by lactating into the future and getting wow. other and buying other people's breast milk. What if it gets so popular oh my God. that I start buying other people's breast milk? And man, I want drinkers. I want druggers. Give me that cocaine titty milk. And I will make it into cheese, and someone's gonna get high. You're gonna have some sketchy ass motherfuckers. Like, yeah, watch your breast you. milk. I'm boiling it. It's gonna be okay. Oh lord. The alcohol is just for flavor. I, I, I we'll I boil hope, it out. I hope it is because you high. I'm, I am. I am <laughs> super high. Negative effects of induced lactations. Uh, one of the major drawbacks of induced lactation is that most surrogates or adopting mothers rarely produce the same quantity of breast milk as a new mother immediately following childbirth. Although this presents a problem in terms of infant nutrition, blah, 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 blah. blah. Okay, so I'm just not going to make enough breast milk? Whatever. <laughs> uh, it, 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 there's no problems. That's not. There are no negative effects of induced lactation. <gasps> Do you, uh, uh, last Timothy Pizza, Tim, do you think I'm an insane person? Is this an insane thing that I want to lactate? Is this weird? I don't think it's insane that you want to lactate. Well, you know me, so you know this is a thing. This is, this is normal. I don't think it. The, I'd be like, if I came up to you and I had like five turtles, I was like, I'd be like, oh, look, Tim Pizza has five turtles. I wouldn't freak out. He'd be like, what the fuck do you have five yeah. turtles for? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I want to breastfeed. I, I think it's it's the cheese thing. That's it's the happy. cheese. It's the cheese. But the thing is, I just know from a fact, well, not from a Did fact, my best friend who had twins, she said. Here, wait, get on the other one. Get on the other window because the microphone, we can have that. That'd be better. I just have to say, like, from what my friend told me, she had twins, and so she was saying that it's the leaking that's a pain in the ass. Oh, when I'll, I'll have a pump with me all the time. I'll no, pump but no, 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 no. I mean the right. leaking, like when you have oh. a broad. So at any time you can start leaking. Yeah, that's why I'll always have the breast pump on me because I'll get, I'll be like, I'm making cheese for vegans and I can break can't. this breast okay, pump well, out. So if you're giving your titty cheese to everybody and like your titty getting, cheese. Giving, giving, like, selling, selling. Whatever. Going all over town, like your titty cheese going everywhere. Does that make your boyfriend a cuck? I like cuckolding? Yeah. They, no, no, because it's. I'd be weirded out if everybody was like eating my girlfriend's titty cheese. That would be weird to you? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But the thing is that I'm just going to start with my own and then I'm going to get other people's and I'm going to make all kinds of, I'm going to mix cheeses together. I'm going to mix flavors. I'm going to get some Indonesian ladies that really like um, lemongrass. I'm going to have some lemongrass cheese. I'm going to get some girls that love garlic. We're going to roast up the garlic. (laughs) I we're going to mix it together. I, I am not eating I'm going to use my breast milk is specifically to get the weed into the cheese. Because my theory is that... You're going to have to like make a bra out of fruit roll-ups and then like go jogging. And then like you can have like fruity cheese. But maybe... Wait, is it? No, that's the wrong way. It needs to go the other way. It, How do you yeah, make it's sweat go into your body? Well, no, it's that if I eat a bunch of strawberries and then... I I mean what's what's the strawberry cheese gonna taste like? Oh Lord. I'm just saying that the whole point of it being my breast milk <laughs> is that it will have marijuana in it. And I just wanna know the when because especially when you're making cheese out of breast milk, you're <laughs> condensing it. So the THC stays in there, it's gonna get condensed. Will my breast cheese get you high? These are important <laughs> questions. I'm going to win the motherfucking science fair without a child. 
this is the I'm there is a science fair I'm interested in trying to induce lactation so I can breath now I just want to make cheese blah, blah 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 so my plan is to get a hospital grade pump a Medela Symphony or Limerick PJ Comfort pump both breasts every three to four hours and drink the mother's milk tea oh dude I am in what's mother's milk tea oh my god I'm buying this immediately traditional medicinal mother's milk tea 16 bags pack of six 17 bucks expensive but worth it I'm 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 going off the deep end with this. I'm really gonna get it. Actually, I'm not even gonna have to buy a breast pump because I have friends who have had babies, and what are they gonna do with their old breast pump? Share, share a pump. Share a pump. Yeah, is that gross? I guess if you wash it, it's fine. You off the deep end. I'm off the deep end. I know. <laughs> first, I wanted to make. You off fir- the deep end. First, I wanted to make. Uh, Crack cheese. Well, yeah, I want to make breast milk cheese but I also want oxycontin we started today by using the 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 vaginal discharge yeast uh, to make make bread to make bread for Martha Stewart so that I can be one yeah that's (laughs) things are crazy see this is see now we come full circle with women's reproductive body exactly Uh, Narl on the latest Republican attempt to dismantle the nation's healthcare system this is from Narl again today actually yesterday Senate Republicans move to advance their reckless efforts to dismantle our nation's healthcare system. Narl Pro-Choice America President Ilse Hoag issued the following statement in response. Republicans like uh, Senator Senators Dean Heller and Rob Portman should be ashamed of themselves for ignoring the floods of people calling, protesting, and fighting like hell to keep their healthcare coverage. The senators who voted to advance this bill yet again demonstrated that they will cast the health of and well-being of women and families to the side in order to score points with fringe elements of their base. The vast majority of Americans want affordable health care. We support Planned Parenthood and understand that basic reproductive services are required to live healthy lives. We know that the benefits of the Affordable Care Act Uh, We know the benefits of the Affordable Care Act, and we won't stop fighting to preserve and expand them. The brutal ideology of the GOP on full display with this vote is deeply out of touch with Americans and should never be substituted for solid policy that promotes good health care. So long as the anti-choice GOP continues to target universally popular provisions like women's health care clinics, access to affordable birth control, and maternity care, NARL will keep mobilizing and organizing our members against them. Go NARL! Join them on Facebook. Care, you guys, seriously, about reproductive rights of women because nobody wants stinky vagina boxes having babies (laughs) that they don't want. I mean... Can you imagine like we repeal Affordable Care Act, now we don't have access to Planned Parenthood, then you have to have babies, but now we don't have access to health care to raise the babies. So now you're going to make us raise the babies that we don't want, but now we have to be babies financially... It's crazy. It's crazy. Here's a, This is what we'll close on today, and I just have to tell you, like, this is this is crazy stuff. Uh, so... I own I own the Mutiny Radio now, and I knew that when I put my name on this lease, that, and I knew that when I put my name on the business, and that I have to do this Schedule C thing and do my taxes, I knew it was going to be a problem with food stamps, and it is. <laughs> so basically, uh, it looks like it looks like I'm not going to lose my Medi-Cal, which is amazing, but my food stamps is being lowered to sixteen dollars a month. 
and there's really nothing I can do. And I keep telling the people on the phone, I make the same amount of money as I did before. I want the business to make money. I'd love for it to make money, but right now it doesn't. Now, when it does, the the thing is though, I'm still going to keep my stipend where it is because that's all I need to survive. But what I'll do is I'll put all the money back into the business. So like if there's extra money lying around, I'm not going to take it home. I'm going to buy new swing arms because these old ones are falling apart. (laughs) I'm going to buy new microphone stands because those are falling apart. I'm trying to run a business. And now that I'm trying to be like a good American paying taxes and, you know, owning a business and trying to be, I'd like to be a job creator too, but right now it's not bringing in the money to pay anybody except me. But to do that, now I'm getting less food stamps and they're like, that's just the way it is. So I keep telling them, I'm trying to be a good American. I'm trying to start a business and you guys are crippling me. You are, you're hitting me in the knees. $16 is an insult. It, it, it just means, and I told them on the phone, I'm like, so I have to be like boxer in animal farm. I will work harder. Okay. I will work harder. So that means that I was getting $127 in food. So now I'm going to have to work harder to make $110. But that's the thing is I'm taking $110 away from this place and putting it in my belly. So, because you need, because I need to eat, eat, but I'm still not making the money is it just makes me crazy because I'm like it. I know in the Crimea River, of course, is playing. Oh no, poor, poor Pam has to work harder and pay for her own food. Well, I'm trying to, but I can't raise the dues. I can't expect that. I mean, there must be a way to make this business work. Basically, this is your baby and you're taking food away from my baby. Right. Absolutely. I mean, to put it in that kind of, you know, manner, I mean... It does. It does. Like, what is my what is my ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to make this place make enough money that I can pay for content, because then I have real power over what I decide to have on the station. Because people aren't paying me for time, I'm paying them. So that means I can recruit people, people that are incredibly talented. Because right now I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky that I have you. I'm so lucky that I have Tim Pizza. I have incredibly talented people that I surround myself with that can give their gifts to the radio station, and I love that. But I'm also beholden to the crazy fat ass losers and freaks like the guy who stole money from us because am I going to miss his hundred dollars a month? Fuck yeah, I am. I'm going to miss that. It makes it more difficult. It means that I now have to raise an extra hundred dollars a month somehow, which means I need to get a new show, which means I have to work harder to get new shows, but it still has to be, I can't recruit people because you can't recruit a volunteer army they're paying to be here hey by the way if you want to show you can have one you fat ass loser and freaks out there i don't give a shit what you do you can do anything you want for two hours just give me a hundred dollars so i can keep this place alive and you get the airwaves <laughs> and well yeah and you get rss feeds. it's a great it's actually a really good deal especially in this day and age it's it's really a great deal to have a show here at mutiny radio that there you go ending on a plug hey there come support us tonight at Asiento. yay uh we're gonna have a fun fun dance party with a raffle and um we're gonna of course there'll be comedy yeah <laughs> of course there will we didn't advertise or anything but obviously i'll be doing abortion jokes come on i'll be there yeah just hold off until i get there okay yeah well it'll be fun we'll uh hopefully a lot of djs show up and maybe you guys who love mutiny radio you can come out and meet your favorite dj um it's too bad. It's Scotty at Flat Black Plastic, unfortunately, won't be there because it's past his bedtime. He usually goes to bed around 8 oh, p.m. Wow. So It's still a little bit light out. It's still a little bit light out. He turned 50. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it, day drinkers are my favorite people. I wish I could do that again someday. But 
not not for a long not for a long time. Not not till after this weekend. I don't get to. I miss. I God. I love. I used to love my Saturdays when I just or Sundays. We had Sunday bathroom drinking day, and boy, was that fun. Wake up, bacon and sparks, some whiskey in the coffee. Hang out on the upstairs patio balcony thing. Sun. Wear that. Just open up the bathrobe. Uh, get a lot of sun, so nice. And then go, go. Sometimes go to Costco in the bathroom. I didn't give a fuck. Wore the bathroom all day. <laughs> didn't care. Didn't didn't give a fuck. Bathroom Sunday bathroom drinking day. S B B D for that. life. That sounds cool. I miss it. I miss it. Now I'm an adult. All right. Thank you so much, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Thank Yay. you guys, our listeners, to the AltaCast, all 13,000 of you. Thank you. Keep downloading. Tell friends. Uh, Tell your mom. Fight the power. Listen up next to some Call Me Tim. We have Pervert Fervor in the house. So excited about that. And our special guest is Zia Ahmed. He is from Palestine. All right. So, uh, yeah. We're going to we're gonna talk some Muslim shit. I love it. Not shit about Muslims. Just I want to know about stuff they believe in. That's cool. Just want to learn about Muhammad. Yeah, sure. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>
Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. You mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. 
You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze squad to elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Listen to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight.